Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Get in the Garage. A music podcast. For music lovers. We've got a great show planned for you today. Going to hit you uh, with a little bit of the new, a little bit of the old. But first, before we get into it, remember to like and subscribe and share with all your friends. Uh, and uh, leave a comment and let us know what you think. Uh, you know, we, we throw a lot of opinions around and we all have varying opinions. So, yes, Luke. Three Dog Night. Three Dog Night. Yeah. The band we talk about all the time. We yeah. were thinking of dog bands last week. Yes, I know. We didn't say Did you see, he commented on, the, on our own. Someone <laughs> who commented. I did. Luke did. Because I, I was like, oh, the episode dropped. And I, like, if you can think of any artists that have dogs incorporated in their name, just continue to just throw keep it in it, the comments. Just keep it going. Every week. Just keep it going. Um, so anyway, yes, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get this episode kicked off here. Let's get this. Let's get this. Yeah, theme song music popping. And, hey, uh, Lizzo! Get into this show. Oh, God. Have you seen that guy? Oh, yeah. He knows Unkshine. It's pretty shocking. All right, all right. Yes, once again, welcome back. To the garage in the basement. Sagittarius <laughs> myself. Sagittarius. I don't even astrology. Uh, as we always do, we're going to open up the episode with a little bit of happening fun music news. Uh, it looks like Luke, you already have your story queued up. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you hit us with a little bit of happening music news right now? All right. What um, is that? Uh, I think one of us got a text in the middle of that, which made it sound even more like it was a telegram. Um, A 25-foot inflatable Ozzy Osbourne has been (laughs) installed at San Diego Comic-Con. Ozzy and Todd Todd McFarlane, sorry everybody, will appear at the convention on Friday to sign copies of their new comic book. Wow. Todd McFarlane, he's a big deal. He created Spawn. Oh, he's the Spawn guy. Yep. Nice. Um, I wish right. I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to see this, but um, the Ozzy Osbourne looks like it was mashed with a Bigfoot. It is um, <laughs> crazy looking. The Oz man coming. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. What do you guys got? Um, Jeff, do you want to hit yours off? I just got to find mine real quick. Um, yes, in the world of stick in the world of metal music, recently announced that Pantera has reformed in some semblance to do a tour. And it will be original vocalist Phil Anselmo, original bass player Rex Brown, being joined by guitarist Zach Wilde, who was a close friend of Dimebag Daryl, who the Pantera guitarist who was murdered in 2003 or 2004. And um, Charlie Benante, the drummer for Anthrax, will be filling in for original drummer Vinnie Paul, who died six, seven years ago. Yeah, maybe, it, was, like it, was, it was recently So I think it's a great... That's a Great cool lineup. Of people. I yeah. mean, th- any other guitar player would be like kind of ridiculous. So yeah, he's. Um, I mean, Zach Wilde seems getting, like he could be only be the only guy. Yeah, it's like they were great. For, I mean, it, that's a great show. Yeah. Um, maybe not call it. Call it like um the Pantera, like something else. Call it walk. Call it something. Yeah, or something else. The music of Pantera. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like do <laughs> like that. it's a laser light show. Well, tribute like, band. I think it's always Cirque better. Sole, I think Pantera it's better music. when you do that because then it just kind of like you know what I mean, like. When you go see Steely Dan now, you're only see you are both of them together again, or is it just um, one guy died five years ago? Oh, yeah. I didn't even really yeah. see. Yeah. That's the whole piece. point. I didn't. I but, never even mentioned that. I did see Steely Dan two weeks ago. Yeah, we didn't get yes. that full concert review. I, I'm keeping that close to my heart. I'm not sharing yeah. it with the, <laughs> the listeners. But, I don't want to be here for three hours talking about. It. I agree with you. I also think that um, 
metal fans are so like insular and they don't, yeah. you know, they have very uh, strong allegiances. This has to have been an idea that was floated to many, many people before they did it. So that's why I think like this wasn't just like, well, fuck it, we'll just call it Patreon. Right. Like right. I saw Zach Wilde a few months ago and he does a song where they drape full tw- 10 by 20 foot pictures of Dimebag Daryl and Vinnie Paul as he plays like a ballad about losing friends or well, in this know, river maybe i know that was that, a big that one. is it he plays piano on it yep, yep so like i don't know and and charlie benante was also like close friends with those guys and yeah. yo that's a pretty good song i remember that song in this the, river, I just yeah. came back <laughs> i don't know what the words are sorry so i'm butchering pr- it pretty cool um and pantera um me personally it's kind of like the kind of music that it like physically hurts my ears because of how it's EQ'd and mixed. Oh because yeah, because it's, it's so all... brutally like. It's like that that everything. like early '90s yeah. metal, so it's coming fresh off of like scooped. the '80s thing. Super, yeah, scooped, scooped mids, uh, solid Sizz- state it's, amps. It's all it's like sizzle. It's yeah, the well, whole Pantera time. too were like a hair band too, but like not like Pre, a hair. Right. Yeah, but yeah, they, they were. They were. No, they were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the so. beginning, yeah. Pretty so, interesting. But I think it's you know it's cool, and those guys, I mean. They're not old, old. They're all, I would say, late 50s because they're yeah. all probably born early 60s. Right. So, right. you know, they'll still rip it. And What's yeah, the man. singer's other band? Um, uh, down. He, down. Super Joint Super Ritual. Joint. I saw yeah. Super Joint at OzFest when I went to OzFest when I was a very young boy. Yeah. Uh, Hank 3 on guitar. Oh, Correct. okay. Right, yeah. Phil Anselmo, you know, he, he has, you know, some things about him in his past, things that he's done and all that stuff. But um, Hopefully this tour is a redeemable thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael, so, what, do you, what do you have for well, music to pi- news? Well, to piggyback off of some heavy metal news, recently there was a video that was released of uh, Iron Maiden lead singer Bruce Dickinson. You took my music news. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, well, oh, shoot. Well, let's talk about it. I have another thing, too. You so. Greek. I have a couple more, too. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Was it? It was, yeah, because it was in Greece. That's yeah, right. Yeah, well, he calls the audience <clears throat> member. This Okay, so he's, like, singing the intro to, was it, Run to the Hills? Run to the Hills, yeah. And this guy, like, lights a flare, and he's like, I'm trying to sing this song. He's like, you Greek. And then he says, uh, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so hilarious. He's like, I'm going to sing anyway. And then he just starts singing anyway. And the guy just is a fair. I mean, to be fair, though. That's a bel- term of, of endearment. endearment in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but it was just really funny to watch because, yeah, you know, you just see. And he's like, the night was blind. You know, he's doing the thing. And then all of a sudden, a flare goes off. And he's like, I told you no flares. You know, and he's just. <laughs> Yelled it was in my rider. No flares. Yeah, I said no. I said no flares. I think there was two people with flares. It's ridiculous. I, I saw it. And I it's remember ridiculous. it correctly. Um, all right. I'd be well, so frightened if someone lit off a fucking flare next to me at a concert. I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I've watched that Woodstock '99 talk too many times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, well, to, to, since that was kind of your thing, I have another thing that I was going to talk about real quick. Bring it on. Uh, there was a beef that was squashed between the lead singer of Disturbed and the lead singer of The Darkness. Oh, they squashed their beef. <clears throat> they I saw squashed they ha- their beef. I saw they had beef earlier in the they week. Did, the beef. <laughs> the beef's been squashed. It's been ground, if you want to call it that. Um, well, David Dryman he- and. And uh, yeah. Taylor Hawkins, Taylor. Haw- oh, that's his name. That's his name, right? Yeah, yeah. Taylor Hawkins from the dark. From the darkness. Yeah, apparently he they, believes they, nothing they, called love. The, yeah, I mean, so do I. Uh, they were touring, I guess, uh, f- uh, many years back. It was like 2008, maybe, or something like that. The I think before that, three, maybe, maybe I'm confusing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, point being, uh, they were on tour together, 
and uh, I guess the ravenous Disturbed fans, uh, one of them uh, threw some already chewed chewing gum up onto the stage, and it landed in his mouth. Uh, That's so rock and roll. You to just say, chew that shit and blow a bubble. Blow a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, what can you do? I, it's and to be fair, he did release a statement. And he was like, "Well, I kind of had to hand it to the guy. He threw a piece of chewed gum up on the stage, and it landed in my mouth." Also, that's but, the asshole fans of a of a band. Yeah, right. It's not the band itself, yeah. you know. But to say that I left a bad taste in his mouth might be an understatement because this lasted for about twenty years. This feud, and it finally was squashed. But I will say. Much of the chagrin of Disturbed, Brent Hines of Mastodon at the same time recently released a thing talking about how terrible it was to tour with Disturbed. And he said something, and if you re- read the uh, trigger warning, he, he uses some pretty foul language that I would probably not deem acceptable in this current day and age. However, he was just like, yeah, you know, you're just playing to Disturbed fans. Like, he says it like he's like, well, you know, this is your audience, so obviously it's going to suck. And it's like, to each their own. I like the first two Disturbed albums. I'll just throw it out there. I'm, I was down with the sickness. But, you know. I was more of a trapped guy. Oh, yeah? You got down with the trap? They've been canceled, too. Have oh, they? what? Trap's been canceled? Sorry, guys. I'm yeah. not really a trap that, guy. I like just two, literally like that ago. one. You were just, well, you were just, yeah. And you were like, I think they're, like he, the Leeds guy was like very anti COVID information and all that oh, stuff. Geez. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Back well. to the disturbed thing. If I, if I must say, the reason why it kind of got circulating in the music world this past week is because Taylor Hawkins' YouTube series podcast of some form is, is actually really worth checking out. It's called Taylor Hawkins Rides Again. He does all these. They're mostly like 15-minute videos of him watching other things and commenting on them. Oh, cool. So that's, he brought up that story offhandedly and very Britishly was like, you know, and it's just how it goes, mate. Like, life on the road. Well, yeah. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah, rock and roll. I told, I told him off afterwards. Yeah. Like the fan, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, interesting. So the- being on my second Kiss book, by the way, that I'm reading at the moment, oh, okay. uh, Every band that had to open for them was just like, mm. "Come on, guys!" Oh, because the, their well, fans are were terrible. <clears throat> You're playing to the troops, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, vice versa. When they opened for everybody, they were like, "You can't set up bombs before we go off." Yeah, it was a 21 gun salute. <laughs> you okay. can't set up the bombs. Aerosmith's like, "No bombs," and they're like, "Sorry." They're like, "Like the bombs." <laughs> it was a 21 love gun salute. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. They were made for loving you. Um, do you have more? I have a couple more. <laughs> I have, yeah, let's I, hit it. Well, I got one well, more. Okay. Uh, Roger Waters uh, oh, over the weekend this. was very mad that they did uh, not review his concert. I believe it was in Toronto, and if it wasn't, it was at least in Canada. So um, he, uh, he was pressing this newspaper guy that was like, why didn't you cover my concert? Why didn't you cover my concert? And he's just like, um, the weekend was playing. Yeah. And he's like. Who cares? Yes. And um, he said, Roger Waters. Quote. And. And by by the way, with all due respect to the weekend or Drake or any of them, I am far, far, far more important than any of them will ever be. However many billions of streams they got, their stuff is going to be here. That is fundamentally important to all of our lives. And it's just like I don't understand why he thinks like his his show is like I get his show is highly political, it's all that good stuff. Um Personally, I don't feel like getting yelled at for an hour and a half when they go see a concert. Um, but that's just my bread and butter. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> it's just like different strokes for different folks, guy. Like, um, it's this stuff has been happening the whole time. There's been like other yeah. genres of music other than yours, like funk and soul and jazz and R and B. They're yeah. all great. 
And yeah. you know who was huge during all the years Pink Floyd was huge? ABBA. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and it's a, couldn't be any more different than your music. <laughs> yeah, and it's right. reached and all of those yeah. all those like, guys then were like, all this pop music is just garbage. What we're doing with these synthesizers is great. Oh, and it's hey, like, mate, why didn't why didn't you review my concert? Oh, well, it's not 1979. <laughs> yeah, one, nobody reviews know. concerts anymore, so like, duh. Like or they that, do, but like, who gives a it's fuck? Fun. It's a f- two paragraph thing in and the Guardian. Con- or but whatever. if it's like, whatever. that's what I'm this saying. This is if what it's it a, is. It's yeah. payola. It's like, it's like I paid Rolling Stone yeah. to do a thing about my concert. Like, like we all know what it, it is. Out. You know what I mean? But even still, I mean, like the only time if I've fuck. like if I've looked up, okay, so Kiss came around, right? Like, I mean, most of the publications that are publishing, yes, exactly. Uh, most of the publications that are publishing uh, like a concert review, if there is one, it's like a local newspaper. It's not like it's this giant. You know what I'm trying to? say is like who is rolling stone but, really doing a concert no, but he review? was like yelling at like a, it's like they played in cincinnati and the cincinnati informer or whatever but fucking he did was, a quick thing, you know he was yeah. yelling at like a local newspaper guy but at the same point it's this just, guy's just like i just write for the paper man that's exactly what he was saying and i'm just like it's all fair to like i'm a big pink floyd fan but at the same time um you gotta champion other artists um because like uh i, I said this in my tweet the other day about yeah. this my instagram story um how can you uh, how can you not enjoy my art when you don't enjoy art? It's like it's, yeah. you're not. You know what I mean? It's the how can you eat your? Well, he's meat just. You haven't had any pudding. It's, it's this. The, shit, yeah, man. take your own advice, Roger Waters. Jesus. Yeah. So um, um, move on. You know. Yeah. What's, what's your music news? We'll wrap um, this up. So recently, a music video was released. The first music video ever directed by Steven Spielberg. No, I saw that. Which is for the song Cannibal, which is the first single off of Marcus Mumford's upcoming solo album oh and uh steven spielberg shot this black and white video using just an iphone and um his wife kate capshaw who is uh an actress she was um willie in temple of doom indiana jones okay um she she acted as the dolly because because steven spielberg (laughs) sat there he directed this on an iphone and his wife like rolled back and forth his rolling chair he was on. And it's cool because it looks like a steady cam shot the whole yeah. time. And then um Marcus Mumford's wife, what is her name? I never fucking remember it. I don't know. She's an actress. Um Mrs. Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. She did like costumes. I mean he's wearing an outfit, so whatever that means. Wardrobe. Wardrobe <laughs> and, and sound. So maybe like the playbacks out. But it's cool because like you can watch the behind the scenes of like just these two yeah. big time couples like making a music video for a song. It's cool. It's black and white. It's simple. It's a good song. It's nice. you like Mumford and Sons, you know? Did it blow my mind? No. Was it decent? Sure. Was it cool yeah. that Steven Spielberg directed it though? Yeah, cool. Yeah, there's yeah. no like anything special, but it's, it's just, just like a cool thing. It's yeah. a fun yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's right. just a fun, weird thing. Yeah. His first music video. He's like seventy eight years old or something. I'm surprised. That's yeah. that's surprising it's to like me that grandpa, he hasn't done it's like one. grandpa shot a music video with his iPhone. Yeah, yeah I like, know. Okay, yeah. grandpa. He doesn't know how to tweet, but he can yeah. shoot a music video yeah. on an iPhone. You got right anything on. else of no so uh, like, that about that well, no, that that wraps it up for me. Are you guys good with the music news? Yeah, let's uh let's check our heads. Let's check our heads. Uh um Jeffrey, why don't you Lead us off, please. Um, Lead us off, man. Usher in to. Uh, okay, so this this upcoming weekend, at the time of this recording, there is a vinyl, a new vinyl reissue of the Beastie Boys' third album. It's called Check Your Head. It's gonna be like a four disc box set, like huge thing that's coming out. So, 
cop it if you can. It's going to be like $140, but you know. You know, maybe it's all on Spotify, though, so check it out Hopefully there. Hopefully it will be. Let's, it is, let's, it is. Oh, um, it is. The deluxe on there, it's that's, there, that's what that is. It's yeah. just a re-release of the vinyl. So I looked it up. Oh. It's a re-release of that vinyl set. Cool, so I've already been listening to it. Yes. It's With all, all the extra bonus tracks. So. Yes. Thanks, Thanks, Spotify. Right, so check out the um the version the only version Thanks, on Spotify is Amazon. the same thing. So um this album is very cool. It is a a departure from their like boom bap rap stuff. Their first album, Licensed to Ill, was very much like Run DMC for white guys. Their second album, Paul's Boutique, was like tons of samples and a sound collage, but still very hip hop. And then the thir- third album they actually like went more to their roots because they started as like kind of a punky hip hop group. And the three guys are playing actual instruments on this whole album. This whole album features ad rock on guitar, MCA on bass and Mike D on drums, um, along with a collaborator named money Mark who plays keyboards and all sorts of stuff on top of it. Mario Caldada jr. Is the, producer who also plays percussion and stuff like that so it very much sounds like a group of guys hanging out in their house or apartment wherever and just like making music that they enjoy and it's very all over the place stylistically um everything from kind of like funk soundtracks very much like uh superfly we talked about last week it's kind of that kind of flavor there's some latin feel stuff there is some hip-hop but like with rock guitars um, and it's, there's a few songs that don't have lyrics there's, or um, vocals, you know, there's a fine, like kind of, I probably not the first, but like definitely the first like big album major label. That's like, um, chocolate and peanut butter rap rock. Mm. Um, like this is pretty rap rocky for that time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it sounds like, you know, like that's like one of the big things about this record. Yeah. Um, and You've heard so many of those things now that, like, again, like, again, it, later in the decade, it gets, it turns so sour on it. Um, but, like, for me, looking back on it, I'm like, I still love this kind of, um, I believe Rage Against the Machines uh, self titled came out in 1992 as well. Mm. Um, mm. So, for me, um, like, this is like, it's not as heavy as Rage Against the Machine, but oh, it's it's yeah. like it's the chill version of that. Groovy, it's the, funky. It's yeah. the it's like cool. Right. It's cooler. It's right. laid back. Um, it's got mm-hmm. like um, it definitely has like a be her now vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, like to a lot of the stuff. Yeah, on they it. were big into their spirituality phase at this time, and you know, not phase, but like embracing that. Yeah, and, like being yeah. like instead of like being the party guys, like mm-hmm. the for, I mean, it's the fourth single, but gratitude. Yeah. Um, and even the first song. Um, Jimmy James, the uh, mm-hmm. the Hendrix tribute, which mm-hmm. I um, also, if we're talking like the deluxe box set, please check out the original version of mm-hmm. this because it becomes way more clear what they were doing because I didn't mm-hmm. get it at first. The song's called Jimmy James. What they're doing is they're scratching up uh, Hendrix samples mm-hmm. like – like and he's he's shredding like the guitar and it's like a guitar solo. The original um, version I think works much better and mm. it's so awesome. It's like you're like oh shit because it like comes in with like the foxy lady yeah, or yeah. Dum, 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 like and it yeah. just scratches up the guitar solo. Um, it really brings like on a, a multiple levels of like yeah. rap rock. It's not just like rap limp you know what i mean yeah. or even yeah, raging against machine it's wet it's much more textured with a lot of more influence mm. and flavor yeah i mean yeah. full disclosure i'm not i i would 
consider myself the least Beastie Boys fan in the room. Probably, I mean, I, I'm not sure to what extent you guys are Beastie Boys fans, but I've never, Huge. I've never really, yeah, really big. I've never really been a big Beastie Boys fan. Um, you know, maybe it was just because like what kind of hip hop I listened to, like in the formative years of my enjoyment and introduction to hip hop. Uh, the boom bap thing, I'm not a huge, huge fan of. Um, but I really enjoyed this record and, you know, again, not being really well versed in Beastie Boys and then listening to this album and then realizing the fact that this is the third album after License to Ill and Paul's Boutique. I was re- it was an interesting listen because I don't think I had ever really listened to this record before and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I was texting with Luke about it and I was like, this is... I really dig this album, and I like the instrumentals. I like the fact that they played some of the instruments. There's there's some sampling, but it's kind of sparse. And or they sample themselves, you know, or they playing. sample themselves. That's a most or, of it, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and like and and there's a, there's like some reggae reggae vibes in there. Mm-hmm. There's you know there's there's different flavors for different types of you know songs and stuff. Um, again, being a novice uh, and just entering to this record, not listening to it really before, I I enjoyed it, man. I liked it. Dude, the biz versus the nude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's four, forty second. It's, it's Bismarcky over the dead nude sample. Boys. Yeah, just, that was great. I was listening to that in in, in uh, earbuds and just kind of like going about my business, and then that came on. I was like, wait, what the fuck is going? On? Like, I had to stop for a minute. I'm like, what is going on right now? I love that. Like the VC boys always hang out with Bismarcky and like <laughs> yeah. make him like a prominent feature on like every yeah. record because it's biz, just, like man. nobody beats yeah. the biz man. He's got what they need. Um. And as far as like singles, this uh, "So What You Want" was single. "Pass the Mic" I think was a single. Yeah, "Pass the Mic." Jimmy is the, James I think was a single. Uh, "Pass the Mic" yeah. is the first single. "So What You Want" is the second. Uh, Jimmy James is the third, and "Gratitude" yeah. will be the fourth. Um, yeah, Professor sure. Booty was released uh, last. <laughs> That's such a great song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Professor Booty. <laughs> Um, so what you want though is like such a, like a monster, just like yeah, monster, yeah, yeah. monster, um, single past the mic, I think is maybe less so, but mm. still crazy. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about gratitude a little bit because it's very much them playing their instruments. Um, not a lot of rapping, different vocal stylings. Um, and I think it's a great switch up. A lot of reviewers, um, don't like this record. They liked it at the time. A lot, kind of, mm. but they were still mm. lukewarm on it. And now, even further now, more people don't like it um, because okay. and I found that fascinating. Um, I think I like what I noted earlier. It's the South, and they, everybody notes it. Like if you look up like the Pitchfork release, you know, whatever um, the review, um, the souring of rap rock in the late '90s um, for a lot of people makes this album like muddied for them, and they don't know where it stands mm. for them because they don't know where they stand with rap rock as a genre of music um this for me is the um birth of it and they hit it and quit it they did not really like they did this again but they didn't like drive that rap rock home into a more like um machoed or like you know what no I'm saying? it stays in yeah. this vibe for the next two albums after chill. this like yeah. chill and it's chill, not, laid back, funky, groovy, and then yep. they they bring in like more groove, more hip. You know what yep. I mean? Like that those elements come back in. But um, I really love this record and noted too that Gratitude was covered by Rollins Band, who opened up for them oh, on sure. this tour, which is it shows you that that song worked mm. in that context as yep. well. But um, on the on the record, it's really chill. I love this record. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, 
Did we get a release date for the when this, this is was supposed 30 to drop? years ago? This would have been like April, April or not, May. Of, this is April 21st, 1992. But I'm saying the actual box set itself, which is this being Friday. released this upcoming Friday. So that's yeah, July that's going to be a release date. 22, I think. Second. Yes. Yep. July 22nd. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I right really on, check it out. Love check this album. Ahead. It's you know all all the great things about the Beastie Boys, but it's also all the great things about like 90s rock and all the mixing of the genres that happened yeah. at that time. And if you aren't, if you're like, I don't like the Beastie Boys because I don't like the check out this record. Yeah. Because it does that for like 20% of the record. But it's like enough. That's that's what I think yeah. I liked about it. Was just like I got my fill. It wasn't an entire album. And not your fill. You were chilly chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but it, but I was able to kind of kick back, relax, and just kind of like fully enjoy the album. Man, I don't I don't love that the shouty sort of delivery of the lyrics that they do. So I that's why I enjoyed this record because it's minimal. On this too, they um they almost mock it in themselves. Right. Right. Uh, and noted to um this week we'd be remiss if we did not note that um trending around on Twitter was um somebody's post that was like a. Uh, Every Beastie Boys lyric is like scribbled eggs fried in a pan, like, and then the people kept like doing like Beastie Boys style <laughs> lyrics like that, like that made no sense. Yeah. Um. So check that out. Like on on Twitter this week, everybody went crazy making their own Beastie Boys lyrics, which I thought was very timely for nice. our, our podcast. So right on. So check it out and let us know what you think too. Do you check, like this Beastie to check, Boys check, album? Check, to check you know? it out. Um. All right. Shall we take a quick break and then we'll come back yep. and we'll do uh something something new. Two and two. Two and two. We'll be right back. Hey, Lizzo. Hey, Lizzo. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to Get in the Garage. We're the music podcast. For music lovers. We have some new music news for you. New music album release, I should say, not new music news. Um, it's about Dan Time. It's about Dan Time? Yeah, it's the single Dan from the album. Time? It's oh. about damn time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you said Dan time. I thought you were referencing this Steely Dan for a minute. It's always Dan time. Yeah. <laughs> in my world. Uh, yes, Luke, why don't you lead us off and, 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 and tell us now what, uh, let, let us know what we're talking about. Jesus, we're going to be I talking talk. about Lizzo's new album, Special, which just came out. Um, we're going to talk about it, uh, get into it. Um, what did you guys think? Loved it. I really like this album too. Um, I think it's a great pop record. Mm-hmm. It's um, one of my favorite pop records we've listened to so far mm-hmm. this year. Um, yep. I think it's right up there with that Harry Styles release. Um, mm-hmm. It's not so much my personal flavor, but this is a great, great um, record, and it's yeah. definitely one for like bumping it with the girls. Yeah, so. I think so too. I think that like because we've been talking about maybe like you know we've been talking about new album releases and kind of how you know there's a lot of artists who are coming out and you know like how Drake kind of did that sort of like dance hall music kind of thing. I think that this sort of plays into like some similar things. Um, I think it's just done really really oh, well. See, I enjoyed it so way more. For than me, the Drake this record. hits like the '80s, all the '80s notes that Harry Styles was like rocking, like the mm-hmm. Prince vibes and all that. Like this yeah. hits like the the 1980s vibes. For me especially like all the samples sampling in it yeah um yeah um some stats uh 12 songs 35 minutes oh i blinked and it was over i was like this is every song was two and a half to three and a half minutes long this is a perfect length album that is 12 songs none of them run longer than they should they're all Mm -hmm. over before you know it and they're beautiful great yep and i like lizzo um the most when she is at her like 2022 positive female spin on Rick James music, basically. Yep. 
which is there like is. like four or five of these songs. Um, I love Juice, her big one of the big singles from her last album, "Cause I Love You." Um, I've been on Lizzo, not forever. She's been putting out music since 2013 um, with some like independent release stuff. But I started listening to her in late 2016 when her Coconut Oil EP came out, which had a song on it called "Good as Hell," which was um, a minor hit, but like. It came across on the recommended algorithm, Spotify stuff, and I was like, who the fuck is this? I mm-hmm. love this song. Um, so anyway, I've enjoyed her since then. If you haven't seen videos, like, she's a big presence. She's a big pop star. She's kind of everywhere, name, face, recognition, social media. But, like, if you haven't seen videos of her actually performing her music, like, that is the first thing to check out. Look up any time she has performed live with, like, yeah. her troupe of, like, six girl dancers, and she's they're all busting a move and singing the heart hard out to all this like disco pop stuff. And yeah, um, there are some like more emotionally vulnerable ballady type things on this album that I think work really well too. So they're in there to offset the like happy, good times, carefree, like bitch, it's my world type of vibe. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I've been, I've been waiting for this thing to come out because I She's mean, everywhere. We've been talking about it yeah, for the yeah, last is, couple months. Yeah, I love her, and I, I'm a I'm a vocalist guy, and like I love how she sings. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just an amped up version of how she speaks. Yeah, like f- ten seconds into a song, you know it's her song. Right. You never have to be like, what generic pop person is this song? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. um, to your Rick James um, point earlier, the track "Everybody's Gay" on here samples mm-hmm. "Give It to Me, Baby" by Rick James. Um, the samples are cool in the gang. Summer Madness, mm-hmm. um, Girls by the Beastie Boys on the track, Girls. Yep. Um, I, all the samples are like mm-hmm. flavored like that. They're mm-hmm. so, so great. Some um, Lauren Hill sample. Oh, yeah, the interpolation. What is that Interpolation, yep. yeah. That's yep. what that's called, mm-hmm. um, where she sings uh, um, with that, what's mm-hmm. that song, uh, That Thing, right? Yep, yep, yep. So, um, Coldplay sample. Yeah, the Coldplay sample on the last track, and that was a great um, thing you said about like how the slower, um, the more ballady songs mm-hmm. were great. Um, that one's not like so much a ballad, but it, for me, it worked like more mm-hmm. of like a uh, emotional like love mm-hmm. song. Um, you know, like, and she said she wrote it while she was listening to that Coldplay song, um, uh, Ye- Yellow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and she wrote the song to it, and I love that the sample is mixed in with mm-hmm. how she was feeling when she heard the song. Um, for me, that worked for me the most on this record because it let me know who Lizzo was as a person because she was like falling in love with somebody by listening to that song. Um, and for me, that let me know like definitely who she was and like opened up. I hope on her next album, like I get a little bit more of that. Um, but like for me, that was is if I have like one thing to say about this record that um, is like. You know, criticism or uh, yeah, uh, criticism would be like I want to know a little bit more about like Lizzo or like you know just more like personal touches mm-hmm. to stuff because like a lot of this is like we're out there like you said um kind of music but um a little more personal touch um where you said like um I believe Naked was the other ballad on this right yep, yeah, yeah um that again worked for me really really well um in the yep. more where you get to know her um mm-hmm. on kind of another level but. I really like um the song Girls on here where it's like she's like yeah. talking about like getting in a bar fight with like yeah. girls and it and it re and it re spins the misogynistic Beastie Boys um lyric on its head. Mm. Um so yeah. all of that like shit in there, I was like, That's well done. Well yeah. done. I really like that whole point on that. So um 
this is a great party record. This is a great summer record. Yeah, I thought that too. This is a fantastic summer mm-hmm. record. This is definitely like one of those, you know, sounds of the summer kind of uh About kind Damn of Time albums. is such a kick yeah. kick and sim- uh single. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know. Even the intro, like the the opening track, the sign where she's like, uh, you know, like I think the album starts with like motherfuckers i'm back yeah, <laughs> it's like the I, first line i love of the that i love that i thought as an opening she's like i've been you know i've Making been home smoothies. since 2020 or yeah. something like that you know yeah and it's like fuck yeah man this is great like she yeah. she's announcing her own arrival and she's like i'm back this is it i'm gonna own this moment and uh yeah it's uh, you know and and say, like we said earlier i mean that runtime that 35 minute and what is it 12 second runtime and stuff too i mean all killer no filler i mean this this record just hit 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 some nice Ballady, more vulnerable stuff, and then like wraps it up real nice. Like Luke said, no song is too long. Everything is just like. Um, I also like how she um kind of like wrote a song for everybody. Um, like special is on here. Um, which is like for people, you know, is for a song for everybody. Like you're special. Um, I also like you know the everybody's gay. Like there's a kind mm-hmm. of like a, a great like um anthem for kind of like every kind of person on here. Yeah. So that's yeah that's Lizzo in a nutshell. Um, yeah. It's just like being positive about who you are and this record is really um brings that point home so yeah and i think the idea of like being positive who you are but understanding that like there are moments of doubt and there's moments of sort of like you know insecurity and stuff like that so you know uh, you know it's it works yeah great great collaborators on this record as well um someone she's worked with a bunch in the past handful of years ricky reed is a producer on most of the songs um pop super producer max martin um who has worked with everybody for the last 25 years from backstreet boys britney spears um beyond katie perry beyond he's on a couple of songs as production work mark ronson uh produced uh the seventh track which is break up twice which samples the lauren hill thing has the dap tones play instruments on it um crazy technical drummer thomas pridgen is on a couple tracks who's bringing that like funkadelic just like groove drums thing mm-hmm. um yeah and i i i like the the fact that um she has a song on this called what's it called why why do you love me what is that called oh, oh yeah i think you know what you're talking about hold on if you love me yeah. which is kind of mid mid tempo-y not ballad but you know in that realm and her previous album was called Cause I Love You, so it's kind of like a, a cool tie back to that. And uh, another anthem, which is like, I, I'm always waiting for someone to make this kind of song, but think about clubs. Every club has someone there celebrating their birthday, and she made a song called Birthday Girl, which is going to be played, if she's lucky, for the rest of fucking time. Yeah, And right. she'll make so much money, and it'll be everywhere, yeah. and... Yeah, because that's gonna be if you think about it's that, actually a cool song. It's not like a cornball piece of shit song. Like it's actually it's a fun it's a fun song, and it's like, goddamn, a pop person putting out a song about birthdays is like brilliant. brilliant. Enjoy that cash flow. Yeah, uh, up there with the Beatles and Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah. Please, I hope yeah, it's yeah. successful. And Mariah Carey. For you know, I'm saying like in terms of Jesus's birthday. Jesus's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Jesus! Well, Sorry, the your party Harry sucks. All I want for Christmas is you, though. It's one of the, it's another one of those things where it's just kind of like it's here's everywhere. a song that oh, is attributed to I a certain you. holiday or a certain it's occasion a that will forever. Yeah. I mean, it is Jesus's birthday, but um, <laughs> Rolling Stone <laughs> said this. The reason for the season. Rolling indeed. Stone said this was the best pop album since Lemonade. Disagree or agree? 
It was in the review, oh. and I thought it was harsh words. Um, I'm Best not... pop album since, since Lemonade. Lemonade. Or like Lemonade most, was most like no, or was it something like that? It was like it was, was like the most like emotionally or like the most like you know that kind of pop album since Lemonade. What do you think about that? Because I thought I was like I don't I'm I'm not really like versed in Lemonade, but I'm like I probably don't think the last true. pop album that 2016, I, yeah, the last pop album I really enjoyed. I didn't enjoy as much as this, and that was I actually really like that Lil Nas X album from last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. It gets yeah. dark yeah. for the last like five tracks, but that's another album where it's like I think it's fifteen songs, but nothing's longer than three and a half minutes, mm. and it's like hooks, hooks, memorable. Yeah, that's where I'm like, I think other things have come out that have like made you know what I mean. But also like that's one I could okay. name, and uh, oh, the Dua Lipa album. Um, oh, whatever. What's that uh, one called? Yeah, she's in a, she's driving a car on the original version, and then like the Moonlight edition, she's like in a sequin bodysuit. That one where she's Future right, Nostalgia. Future Nostalgia, which came out maybe 2019. That uh, album. 2020. That album is a monster. I love like That's the that album is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. And that ha- that did have two or three hits. It's a little, it's bloated though. It's like it, even the original version is like fifteen tracks in this. Yeah. But that's that's like a go to like gym and shit for me. So what do you th- guys think? What is the, it yeah. is it Lemonade comparable to this Lizzo album? I don't know. Unpopular opinion too. So Lemonade in my is like my third most favorite Beyonce album. Oh, okay. Really? So I haven't. I, full disclosure, I have not listened to Lemonade. I haven't listened to it in full. Let's um. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the hits. Go around here. Yeah. And yeah. let's give our Pitchfork review. Um, By the way, Pitchfork didn't review this record. <laughs> Thumbs down. Come on, Pitchfork. We're getting our Pitchforks out for you. Come yeah, on, you Pitchfork. Know why? What are you too, doing? Because they hate women. They hate black people. They're too snobby. They hate gay people. Do they? No, I'm just, fun, I'm just saying shit. <laughs> Pitchfork. Um, Either way, though, get your music news from us. Get in the garage. Yeah. yeah. For okay, you. so yeah. I, I I never go full Pitchfork. I always stick to half points. Um, but for me, this is this is a nine. Like, yeah. a, this is a nine with potential to be a nine and a half because I, I loved this. Yeah. Uh, I'll go, I'll, I'll say eight for me. I think it's I think it's a decent record. I don't think it's a bad album. It's not necessarily, like, in my wheelhouse of, like, music that I would listen to regularly. But I think, like, for what it is, it's a hard-hitting dance album. For what it's trying to do, it's effective. And the message behind everything, which the, you know, body positivity and uh, there's a bit of vulnerability in there and, and all that stuff. I'll give I'll give Lizzo a solid eight. Um, also on the basis that she's an incredible flautist as well, so she plays a mean flute. Yo, Shout out to the Tiny Desk concert, mean yeah. flute solo. She also does it on SNL as well. Does she? <laughs> yeah, check it out. Good. Yes, um, incredible flautist. Yeah. Uh, seven nine. Seven nine's my my go-to. <laughs> I don't want to give it. I don't want to give it eight. If she gave me a little bit more lyrically, I'd go. I'd go a little more. But yeah. that's my understandable. That's Seventy more. Seven yeah. nine. Seven nine. Right on. Well, there you have it. Let us know what you think. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Leave a comment below and let us know. Um, All right. So shall we carry on to our last and final segment here? This is going to be Luke's uh, vinyl record corner. The last time we did something like this, Luke talked a little bit about, you know, picking out vinyl records and stuff. And we just figured, you know, Luke just bought a stack of records. So let's go through what Luke bought and uh, talk a little bit about it. Let's go through what Luke bought. Let's go. 
Let's so, check it out. Let's see what do we have. Guys, uh, you know, I am um, a thrifty guy. I just dropped a piece of this record out here. Um, and I always am looking for my clearance things. So I was at Target, and the brand new Arcade Fire release was a very reasonable $13. Really? Uh, what? I, see? That's why I bought it. He's always finding these amazing just, deals. I it, go in there. This it's came like, out like two, two months, months ago. ago. Yeah. And it was already on clearance. So it was a and record. That's 50% off because this, this was like, these come out, they're 28 bucks. This was like $35 Damn. originally. Yeah, and right, I was like, right. Because that's why I didn't buy it at first when it came out. And I kind of uh, skipped over it. I didn't really listen to it. Um, it's a pretty cool record. It's not my favorite Arcade Fire. I'm more in like a keep the car running dude. But um. I liked it, I think, better than uh, Reflector, and it's a, it was a cool record. So it has some anthemic songs, and I definitely enjoyed I'm a like weekly SNL watcher, so um, I also saw their performance on SNL, and I enjoyed it, and that's pretty much why I bought it, um, was based on their SNL performance. Last album with Will Butler as part of the band. The oh. front man's brother, Wynn Butler is the front man. His brother announced... I believe right before this came out that he was not going to be continuing with the band. Really? But just to pursue other life stuff, he's been in that band for fucking 12 years or something. Yeah. yeah. Are they UK? The UK band, right? Canadian. Yeah. Canadian. Yes. Oh. I was like, no, they're from North America. Canadian, but I like, and I believe probably a couple of guys are also American. I don't well. know why I thought they were English. So, okay. um, yeah, and um, this record was pretty cool because it like has um like weird like uh yeah, there's like a, a whole book here too. Yeah, it's a booklet. Um. This is a fun sticker. Um, so you know, it was a cool record. Um, I wasn't so much into like the telling me to turn off the internet thing. Like you know, we're kind of ten years too late. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> um, so ten years too late. I mean, yeah. th- so like yeah. it has that message in it. But like, um, you know, it wasn't a bad listen. It was a pretty cool. Check it out. Uh, you know, so that was a uh, that was. What's it called? In the clearance bin, it's called We mm. Quotes. Um, and to throw something up here, I got something completely different. Um. If you're in the Connecticut area, if you are in Putnam, uh, River Bottom Records in Putnam is a great record store. And I that's got in the Wharf Building, correct? Cor- uh, the Montgomery Ward Building. The Montgomery Ward. That's what it is. Ward, not Wharf. Uh, Wharf is like a you know, Star Trek, like an article te- theme. I don't know. Uh, so uh, I have a garage <laughs> rock classic here. This is the Music Machine. Um, there's great. Uh, the album's called Turn On the Music Machine. Um, their famous single Talk Talk on here. Um, it's a garage rock classic. This record um, I've been really wanting for a long time, and it's been sitting in there for like years, and it's just no one's bought it. And I've been <laughs> so you finally it. bit the bullet. I finally bit the bullet, and I finally bought it. Um, you know, it's a it's a kind of a rarer record, but um, it's definitely if you love garage rock, and what I mean is like um, 1960s. Um, Harder edged fuzz guitar. Um, yep. It's like the proto punk movement. Um, MC5 stuff like that. Yes, um, this is like before that, and it's just like it's totally influenced all that Detroit scene Trogs. later. Um, yeah, check out that that single talk talk is so like heavy for its time and like aggressive. 1965, this came out, I believe, um, and it has also great covers of garage rock classics of Hey Joe. 96 Tears by Question Mark and the Mysterians. Um, CC Rider that Elvis would later do that Michael loves. Um, and it also has a wonderful Beatles cover of Taxman that is like oh, so cool. like 
bad good. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll have to give it a spin after. It's so bad good. Um, it's one of my favorite um like Beatles covers. So um, check it out. It's got some great original songs that are really actually more on the punk side. And um, yo, it's been in my want list for a long time. So the Music Machine in Turn On. Neil Young was in this band. <laughs> Dude, why do all the members look like different versions of Neil Young? <laughs> Look at that guy playing guitar in the back. He looks like Neil Young playing guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Neil Young. Neil Young? Yep. Yeah. It's middle-aged Neil, young Neil, um, old Neil. Okay, so this one, guys, um, this is – I have to what read is- the cover here. This is Definitely What by Brian Arger Ar- Ar- and the Trinity. Brian Arger and the Trinity. Definitely What. Um, so this was a weird album purchase of me. Of mine, and it's a like keyboard centric, um, like trio, um, relatively proggy. I really enjoyed this release. It's definitely strange in like 60s. Uh, Day in the Life is the first track on it, right? I believe the Beatles song, yep. And they like vamp on A Day in the Life for way too long. It's <laughs> proggy madness, can it's we, keyboard crazy. Can we, can we get a, a shot of the, the back there? I don't know. Were those dwarves? This came out in 1968. Mole people. people. I don't know. They look like something out of like a Tolkien book, though. This would never get a record contract now, but back in the day, people were just like, "What do you guys do?" Yeah, Luke, make why an don't album. you have this haircut? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Come Show on. the camera. That's so good. That's so good. It's like Dutch boy meets commune living. <laughs> Dutch boy meets commune living. Yeah, Pennsylvania um, Dutch. So yeah, check that out. It's really psychedelic, really like early prog, like nineteen sixty eight. Um, yeah. That guy actually plays keyboards with like the Stones and like everybody else important in the sixties. No way. So um, Brian Auger, check out his uh, Disogs page for all that great uh, release info. This one, uh, this group I know will really enjoy here, and this is. Cool in the Gang, Spirit of the Boogie. This is one of those earlier Cool in the Gang releases before they were big, like um, kind of like disco '80s stars. Um, this is after Hollywood swinging, but uh, this came out in 1975. It is a pretty much you know funky, jammy, Latiny, um, you know kind of release, and it also has a um, play on Jungle Boogie called Jungle Jazz on here, oh, cool. which is just like a mm. soloed over version of Jungle Boogie. Because that was their song, right? Jungle yes. Boogie. Yeah. So yeah. they like basically took Jungle Boogie and like redid it with like um, you know solos over it. So that's pretty cool. This is such like a great record. There's a ton of people have sampled off this record. Mm. And it's also got this great, great psychedelic. I was going to say, man, look at that album cover, you know? Shout out to al- those album covers because I feel like nobody's really making an album cover like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, oh, really some people that. are King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard oh, are yeah. definitely shout doing out, record covers shout like out this. to King Giz. Um, also, it, it's got that great mid 70s. That's like, the name of my, my playlist. <laughs> is it? King Giz and the Liz Wiz? <laughs> Um, Check it out on Spotify. Make it public so good people can listen to it. It's also got these like great like seventies like um you know like the photo collages that everybody did. Um, Derek and the Dominoes has a good one that looks exactly the same on the inside except they're all white. That one's rough. Yeah, they're all just really really going down a dark path. Uh, But this was um a great find for me. I rarely find those cool the gang releases from you know before like Emergency. Yeah, man, D Light. Great, great record company. I believe it's off of um the Buddha Records imprint. I believe they have something oh, to okay. do with that. Um, so yeah, really, really ancestral cool. Semi- c- ceremony is one of the songs. <laughs> ancestral <laughs> Win- winter sadness. 
Cosmic energy. Oh. Ooh, what comes first, ancestral ceremony or cosmic energy? They're one and the same. Have you heard that cool in the gang uh, song off of um, Wild and Free? That's like, um, it's like, how do we make the world a better place? And he's like, explains, he's like, how do we make the world a better place? Cool. And he's like, I will tell you, <laughs> we make the world a better place through love and understanding. And it's just uh, like, it's so good. And it's then just, it's like 17 horns come in. Like, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's like, <laughs> and it's just like, trombone. It's like, oh, I understand the message of unity. Thank yeah. you, Cool in the Gang. That's awesome. That's um, last release uh, I, I kind of picked up here. We oh, look at that game. Isaac Hayes, live at the Shrew. Give me the pronunciation of Sahara that venue. Sahara Tahoe. Thank you, everybody. Um, so this is Isaac Hayes. This is his classic uh, you know, double live record here. Um, look at that Ooh. great game. Oh, goal. he does come on, light my fire? Yeah, man. Isaac Hayes doesn't come mess on, around. Baby, love on. Come on. It's a slow, like, sex anthem. <laughs> yeah, but again, you have the uh, wonderful hey, baby, 70s, um, you know, photo collage on the inside. That was a Black Moses day. himself. Look at this. Look at this shirtless with the fucking 17 chains. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what Moses. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know the story. That's that's what Moses was wearing when he received the Ten Commandments on the foot of, on the top of Mount Sinai. Also here, I hope the burning camera, bush. Camera can <laughs> yeah. see. We're gonna open the doors to the venue. Oh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> yeah, man. Nobody's ever been cooler than Come Isaac on, Hayes. Man. Come on, Isaac Hayes, who started as the session piano player for Stax Records, and then within like two and a half years became like James Brown <laughs> meets like Barry White. Yeah, like, it's so amazing. Good. Um, what an incredible this album record cover. cover is wow. pure, pure like record 70s record gimmick. It's I love that cover, the opening of it. I mean, he looks like Rick, Rick Ross. He really, <laughs> dude, he does look like Rick Ross. Is Isaac Rick Hayes Ross looks like not Isaac the Hayes. original Rick Ross? He is the boss, man. Um, Jesus. Oh, man. So I got that record, and that's a great, great, um, that's a great release, you know, um, off the Stacks label. Look at that. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, that's those uh, are busting out on saxophone, <laughs> wearing Where, wearing yeah, what, what can only be described as a chainmail dress. <laughs> <laughs> that's a chainmail dashiki. Chainmail yeah. made out of gold chains, though. <laughs> Yeah, so good. Oh, it is so good. If you look at the back, there's to be like there, an man. orchestra of musicians oh as well. Gosh. So, oh yeah, like a full orchestra. Look at that. It's what and he's conducting, right? Conducting with a pearl encrusted <laughs> baton. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's the wow. latest releases from wow. the bins, guys. That's, nice. That's what I've been. Uh, that's what I've been good. picking. Very eclectic. Uh, yeah, we have good. everything from Arcade Fire to Isaac Hayes. So, uh, nice. there you go. That's what I'm spinning in the garage basement that was yeah. what was in the bin um yes. well that about does it for us this week um you know once again like and subscribe and uh comment and all that stuff share the podcast awaken the primordial algorithm the ancient creature of if you will the algorithm look do you have something to say before we go i just noticed our beautiful nun in the corner that we have <laughs> in like every episode there she is what is that is that what, what is, she, is that is that ceramic yeah it's like one of those it's like a tchotchke a tchotchke? Yeah. That's her name. Oh. Tchotchke. You never, heard, you never heard that phrase? It's Polish. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, I have heard that. I just never knew what it actually was. Like, my house is full of tchotchkes? I just heard uh, uh, knickknacks. Yes, that's Cookie another Monster name for it. Cookie Monster tchotchke back there. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, that's been about it, guys. <laughs> we'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Until next time, this has been Get in the Garage. Let us pray. Let us, let us pray. Have a good week at school, everyone. Yeah.
This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.